What's up, everybody? My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you are tuned in to Kinda Neat. As always, thank you guys for tuning in. First things first, follow me on Twitter, at It's Intuition. Follow my man, Ben Shin, behind the boards, making the shit sound buttery, at I Am Database, based with two S's. You can follow us as a unit on at Kinda Neat, Facebook.com slash Kinda Neat. I don't give that shit enough love. Proof in case that Facebook is falling off. Sorry, Zuckerberg. YouTube.com slash That's Kind of Neat, where you are going to see our prodigious young artist, Daye Jack, perform every day. I think it was the name of the song. Killed it. Really great. You guys are going to love this guest. I think he's right up all of your alleys. I think you are going to like this dude. What has been happening? It's been a while since we put one of these out. I apologize. It's been a while since we put a video out. I also apologize for that. I'm trying to get back in the swing of things. Hopefully my schedule will be a little more cleared up. Finally done uh, with Dom's website, so you guys can see all the photography stuff I've been working on for the last few years at DominicCooley.com. Very proud of all the work that we were able to uh, partake in and put up, and it it looks nice. So go check that out if you're interested in what I do with uh, the photo world stuff. Last weekend, I went to Coachella for a day. I've never been to Coachella. I don't like festivals. In fact, I would be willing to say that I hate festivals. Like, I just don't enjoy them. And it's not that I, you know, people will say, oh, I hate people that go to festivals. Or like, oh, Coachella's so corporate or it's so broed out. I don't really care about any of that. When I was 19, I went to my first festival, uh, which was the Smokeout Tour, thrown by Be Real and Cypress Hill. And I think like 311 was one of the headliners. At the time, as a 19-year-old, it was my first year in California. I was so excited because I loved smoking weed. I loved music. And I was like, hey, here's a day designed around smoking weed and listening to music. This sounds great. All of these bands I'd want to see are going to be there. Yes, there was a time in my life where 311 was a band I wanted to see. All of these bands that I want to see are going to be there for one ticket, and I can do that. And I went there, and it was hot, and it was miserable, and there was no shade, and you're walking around on concrete all day, and I was high as fuck, and waters were like five bucks, and I spent a million dollars there trying to stay hydrated and avoid the sun, and I just ended up with a migraine headache and not getting to enjoy any of the bands that I went there to see because you're trying to enjoy them with 10,000 other people who have varying degrees of knowledge about those bands. So it's not in my eyes a pleasurable way to see music at a festival. For me personally, I can understand why some people would like it. I get it. For me, it wasn't optimum. And so I left that festival, uh, Smoke Out Tour, when I was 19, unsatisfied. I didn't like it. And I was like, you know what? I don't like festivals. I'm not going to go to them anymore. And I've been pretty diligent about that. I've been pretty diligent about not going to music festivals for the fucking, I don't know, 15 years, 14 years since then. Coachella started very soon after that, and I've never gone. And I see the pictures, and sometimes I get a little bit of the FOMO, you know, the fear of missing out. And uh, this year, two of my friends, Adam and Romo, who have both been on this show, shout out to Ham on everything, and they were going to be DJing the first night at the campgrounds, right, Thursday night. And then, last minute, they found out they actually, there was an open DJ slot at 1130 at one of the tents, the Sahara tent. 
And they were going to actually get the DJ in Coachella, like at Coachella. Of course, it was like as the doors open on a Saturday morning, so nobody would be there. But that's not the point. The point is these men are official Coachella artists now. That's a bigger musical accomplishment than I've ever accomplished. So all praise is due to those boys. And they hit me up and said, hey, we have an extra wristband. And I said, "Ah, fuck it. I'll take that wristband. And uh, they found a house, and I paid some money to sleep on the couch because I could only st- I was only going to be able to stay for two nights anyways, like uh, the Friday and the Saturday because I had work starting uh, late on Sunday, so I wanted to get back to L.A. So Friday morning, I drive down. I probably leave my house around 8 o'clock, and I get there around 10.30 or so and start driving around the desert trying to find an ATM machine and trying to find bagels and cream cheese and trying to find beer. The fucking desert is so goddamn spread out that it would have taken me forever to find all three of those, so I only picked two, which was an ATM machine, which took me forever to find because the only Wells Fargo ATM machine is like in some... It's like at a hospital in Palm Springs or something. It was very strange. And then uh, to find bagels, no, not not a lot of good delis or good bakeries out in the desert apparently, or at least I couldn't find any on Yelp. So I bought some bagels. Couldn't find a liquor store, so I finally get to the house like around noon. And um, by that point, the dudes were like kind of getting ready to go, drink a couple beers. Perhaps I might have partaken in some marijuana this weekend. I'm not sure. I, I may or may not have. Uh, no, I d- I did, uh, which is against my usual protocol and we headed to the festival and uh the wristband that i had was different than the wristband that they had they had artist wristbands and i had a guest wristband a guest of artist wristband which is uh it got you some certain places but not other places like not not backstage where they could go and so but also we didn't we weren't sure where it would get us until we were there and i also just wasn't sure of like what entrance i could enter with i i basically at the point that we were driving up i didn't know if this was just basically a general admission wristband or if this was something fancy and it turns out it was pretty it was a pretty fancy wristband uh but entering was very stressful because Coachella is strict as a motherfucker as far as like getting in your wristband that you get has to be verified or like has to be activated using your cell phone and like if you try to activate it twice then it like explodes or something like it's fucking crazy and it has to be on the correct wrist and you have to scan it every time you walk through anything there like if you're trying to walk in the vip section you got to scan it when you leave you got to scan it when you walk through the entrance you got to scan it when you're trying to walk to different stages you got to scan it sometimes like it's crazy and so the first time that i try to scan it it doesn't work right. And now in hindsight, when I'm looking at it, I think, oh, maybe I just like scanned the wrong side. Like, I think the lady might've just been telling me like, yo, you got to scan the wrist on the other side. But what I heard from her was like, Hey, wrong wrist. And I go, Oh fuck. Like I'm going to get kicked out of here. I'm fucked. And, uh, I was scared. And so I managed to kind of like get in with them through another entrance. They're like, no, no, the artists go through this entrance. And and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to fucking follow you guys and just like act as if I'm supposed to be here. So I'm walking through an entrance that I'm not sure whether or not I'm supposed to be walking through and I'm showing people my wristband and somehow I'm getting through all of the like 20 fucking checkpoints. It scans okay at one point and then I walk through another thing that I thought was a metal detector but was actually another wrist scanner. I just kind of hold it up and point at it and I'm like, yeah, and then I keep walking. And as I'm walking, I'm going, okay, that uh, crisis averted because I don't know if this thing's scans or not because i don't know if it's properly activated or the the merits of this wristband and then all of a sudden this lady starts yelling hey hey mike get that guy get that guy right there and she's pointing at somebody and she goes uh the green shirt i think and 
Adam was in a green shirt. I'm in a tank top, but so I just kind of keep walking and they stop Adam and he's like, I got a fucking artist wristband. I'm good. And so I was like, dude, fuck. See, they were trying to point me out, but they accidentally pointed you out. So now this wristband is hella shady and like I'm all sketched out. But finally, anyways, I get into the fucking festival. So just just getting into the festival was sketch to me. Like it didn't feel good. I'm like this wristband. I don't know where it came from. I feel like I'm, I'm always on the verge of getting kicked out with it. I was like, I was shaded out with it for some reason, but then comes the ratio of friendship because there's three of us. There's three friends together. Two of them have artist wristbands. that get you anywhere, all access, including backstage. One of them has a wristband that gets you questionable places. You know what I mean? But the thing is, is that when you got two wristbands that are artists and one that's general, like basically general admission. And then you got two dudes that enjoy being backstage and one that can't go backstage. The two is going to win. They're going to be like, Hey, sorry, man, we're going to go backstage. We gave you that wristband for free. Go have a good time. So I'm kind of stranded at the fucking festival by myself anyway. And I don't know. I'm just walking around watching music, not having a good time really at one point, even within like the first two hours that I was there when they kind of went, they went backstage to watch little B and I was like out in the audience by myself drinking beers, feeling very awkward and lonely because in crowds, I have a little bit of social anxiety. And so when I'm in crowds, I feel like more alone and more kooky than usual and um, just very kind of uncomfortable. I have no problem being in front of crowds, but when I'm in giant crowds, I just don't feel good. I feel very tense. I feel very anxious. I feel more lonely than I usually do. I feel less lonely when I'm at my house by myself than I do in a crowd of 5,000 people. Anyhow, at one point during the little B thing, I'm like, yo, you know what, man? I might just fucking dip out like this festival experience is already as bad as I remember festivals being and I'm by myself. And if I'm not going to kick it with you guys, like I really don't have any fucking chance. I don't really have any reason to be here. I'm just probably going to catch a cab back to the crib and dip home. And at that point, they're like, oh, no, no, just stay. And, and they were much more diligent about like kicking it the rest of the time and like not being assholes and disappearing backstage to their credit because they could have and they should have. I don't know. From that point, I got real drunk, smoked a bunch of weed, rambled around and and didn't really do much. We spent a lot of time at charging stations because my phone was a piece of shit. I just got a new iPhone 6 Plus. Holla. Uh, my phone was like dying constantly. So we're spending a lot of time at charging stations and just kind of walking around the bands that I, the only bands that I really saw was like, I saw Lil B. I saw Ghostface and Raekwon part of it. I saw Steely Dan and I saw Flying Lotus and that was pretty much it. And we got home and I slept on the couch and the next morning I woke up and I had really bad fucking nut chafe. Like my, you know, girls always talk about their thigh gap and how, oh, their thigh, my thighs don't rub together. I'm so skinny. And I'm like, that looks kind of whack on a girl. I'm like, yo, you should have some thick thighs, baby. Don't, don't trip. Let the body do what it do. But my thigh gap is like a negative space. My thighs touch from the point where my crotch starts all the way down almost to my knees. I got, I got big legs. So they just rub against each other all fucking day and they're just sweaty and hot. And it basically felt like I had either run a marathon or been in the salt water all fucking day. Like when I woke up, I just had terrible chafing and I wake up and I and I'm like, you know what? I spent an exorbitant amount of money yesterday just to get drunk. I didn't really see that many bands that I wanted to see or that I that I didn't really see any bands that I liked that. Well, I mean, I, I love Celie Dan. I, I love everybody that I saw. What I'm saying is. It's not that enjoyable to me to watch uh, music at festivals. So I'm like thinking, okay, I'm chafed. There's not any bands playing on Saturday that I really give a flying fuck about. I spent way too much money and I have to be home tomorrow anyways. Maybe I don't want to do this again today. Everybody else wakes up and they're like, yeah, fucking Coachella, let's party. And I'm like, you know what, guys? I think I'm going to drive home. 
I don't know if I can do another day of, of Coachella. It was just too it's too much for me. Too much anxiety, too many crowds. I don't know. I think I'm gonna drive home. They're going, Oh dude, you're being a pussy. Come on, like you don't worry about it. But you know, I don't know. I drove home. I'm a fucking kook. I drove home and I just chilled on Saturday. I couldn't do two days of Coachella in a row. And I learned my lesson. Like the fear of missing out will not overpower me again. And I'm going to go home after this podcast and watch Drake's telecast uh, live from Coachella because I've, I realized that streaming concerts uh, with huge crowds like that is more fun for me than being in the huge crowds. And so that's my Coachella story. I'm crazy. I'm a crazy person as far as the anxiety goes. People go, oh, why don't you go to a shrink and get anti-anxiety meds? And I'm like, you know, I'd rather just have the anxiety than like mute the anxiety. Perhaps that's like the incorrect way to feel, but I don't know. I've just, as I've gotten older, the the weirdness and the particularness and the anxiety and the stress, like that's just part of the stuff that makes me me. And it is what it is. But yeah, then Sunday, uh, you know, I went back and forth debating as to whether or not I was going to tell you guys that I was dating somebody. And then Sunday, we fucking broke up again. This is a girl that I've been seeing on and off for like three and a half years. We have a tumultuous past and history and on and off all the time. And I think, I don't know. It feels like maybe this is the one where we're like completely off again. Something just didn't feel right. And, and, uh, you know, it is what it is. That's already over. So back to being single. I don't know. Maybe I'll start telling you now that I, now that I feel, I don't know. I'm in a weird transitionary period with like the music shit, with the relationship shit. Like part of me feels like maybe like I'm just a guy that's going to end up not ever getting married. I'm not sure. I always pictured myself being like the let's get married and have kids guy. Now I'm like, hmm, maybe that's just not for everybody. And, and maybe I'm not that everybody. But then another part of me just thinks like, oh, maybe I'm putting too much pressure on myself because, you know, I'll be 34 in July. I'm fairly open with that on here. I know that's not that old. Oh, I mean, people 34 is that age where like you go, oh, I'm 34 and people will go, oh, that's not that old. But if you have to say, oh, that's not that old, that means like it's kind of old. You're getting up there. As far as like the regular cultural norms of America, I would say if you're not married or have any kids by 34, you're kind of behind as far as societal norms go. But now I'm kind of and now I think that I'm like I said, I'm either coming to the realization that like maybe I'm the dude that's never going to end up married and that's OK. Or maybe I'm just a little behind and like saying a timeline for myself is like not the right thing to do. Maybe I'm just on a different timeline. So either way, I'm coming to terms with that fact. And then, you know, I always get weird around birthday times. You know what I mean? I just get weird around around times when I'm about to turn a new age. But yeah, so I'm single again. And that's what it is. Today we talked to Die Jack. I didn't know anything about him. I just knew that uh, I liked some of his songs. I've heard his music. I'd seen his name around on various blogs and such. And then uh, actually speaking of Romo again, he, they did a piece on him for uh, Pigeons and Planes that Romo edited. And I went, wow, this kid has something. He's really tight. And so, yeah, I reached out and he was really, he's cool. He's from Nigeria, born in Nigeria. Then he was in Atlanta and then now he lives in LA and I don't know. I just think like you guys are going to like him. Young dude, he's only 19, but he has the he's he has a lot of soul in his music. He's to me, he's like seems like an old soul. I I would have thought that he was much older uh, having listened to his songs. And uh, if there was a pick where I was like, what would the kids that listen to the show like? He would be a top draft. I think his style is like right in you guys' wheelbox, and I think you're really going to love him as an artist. So be sure to go to the YouTube channel and check out that video of him performing. I know this is a long intro, but I had a lot to get off my chest. So 
Without further ado, here is my conversation with Daye Jack. I was like, when's the next time he's going to be in LA? They're like, he lives there, dumbass. I'm like, oh, fuck. So That's awesome. Yeah. So first off, I barely know how to pronounce your name. It's Daye Jack? Daye Jack. Daye Jack. Yeah. I would have been pronouncing it Day Jack. Day Jack. I've heard that. Probably everybody oh, probably <laughs> says that to you at first, huh? It takes a second to get people accustomed to Daye. Is Daye your real name? Daye is my real name. Where does that come from? Oh, it's a Nigerian name. Nigerian name. Are your folks from Nigeria? Yeah. Really? Yeah. When did they uh, migrate over here? My granddad got a job out in uh, San Francisco, up in um, Northern California. Yeah, yeah. So he moved out there with my dad. Mm -hmm. So my dad ended up um, going to high school and college up there. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, so he moved there when he was in high school. Yeah, he moved out there when he was in high school. Yeah. But then um, my mom was still back in Nigeria. like They hadn't met yet. Mm -hmm. And then he went out there to visit... And then he met my mom there, mm -hmm. and they started, like, you know, talking. Your you parents know. started getting it on. <laughs> Your parents used to make out, bro. <laughs> no, Things got heated. Yeah, it um, Yeah, so they met out there, and... Um, Those hot African summers. They, <laughs> things became steamy. No, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, so your parents meet when your dad goes back to Nigeria. Yeah, he, they meet when he goes out to visit. What, um, what was he was just visiting family out there? Yeah, he um he had a friend that um he went out to like kick it with, mm -hmm. um who was still out there, you know. But he'd been living up in San um, Fran. San Fran. For, Did he like, ever like fully lose his accent? There was a minute, you know. Like I don't I don't know like from back then, but yeah. there was there was definitely. He's definitely like one of those people who can have a super hard accent yeah. or like can def can tone it down depending on who he's talking Just to. Just depends on how many beers are in him probably. <laughs> it's like the, when people drink the accents come out. <laughs> yeah. So what? They meet and they fall yeah. in love and then does he like come back to San Francisco with me? Yeah, he um he visits a couple times. Um I actually got born there. Really? Yeah. Oh, so he knocked her up while you were while she was still in Africa. <laughs> yeah, way to go, Dad. Well, she she like um she'd visited him and you know, but I got I got I got born there. Yeah, and then um, so do you have dual citizenship because of that? Yeah, tight. <laughs> so you can go back to Africa whenever you want. Yeah, for sure. That's really dope. Um, well, no, let's, let's start there. You, you're born there, and then what do your folks do? That's the that's literally the starting point of your life. So I'm excited. Now we've <laughs> we've reached the beginning. And then I was born. Yeah. So you're born, and they take you to a cliff and <laughs> raise you up. But no. <laughs> that's how I just all, all birds in Africa. Yeah, the Lion King birth for sure. Right? <laughs> no, that's terrible. So what do your folks do when you are born? They end up staying there for like. Six years, yeah. So I, 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 the first six years of my life were like out there. Were they like married? Were they planning on getting married? Yeah, like they were. They were married at yeah. that point. Okay, cool. Yeah, they, they were together at that point. Yeah, and yeah, and then it was kind of when do we all move back out to the U.S. And then because your dad had like what a green card or dual citizenship at that point or what? Yeah, my dad. My dad was um, at that point. He was like a citizen of the U.S. Dumb. and you know yeah so yeah we all end up flying out um flying my dad decided that he didn't want to raise like a family in um 
San Francisco, so he moves to Atlanta. Well, so all right, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. I don't think that I've never had anybody on the show that was born in Africa, to my knowledge. Uh, maybe close, but no, not Africa. But so, what's it like the first six years of your life? Do you remember that? It couldn't have been that long ago. You're like you're like 14, dude. You're very young. <laughs> I'm 19. You're 19. Yeah, you're so young. So, what what were the first six years of your 19 years like? Um. I I don't really remember like too much. Yeah, it was in um, Nigeria though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you started going to school there, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I was in I was in school for a minute there. Like, were you bilingual? Well, cause like they're they were colonized by England, so yeah. everyone spoke English. So everyone speaks English. Yeah, okay. yeah. So it's like it's like Jamaica. Like there's like broken English. And, okay. And all that's all that. You know? Yeah. What was the housing like there? Like, what do you, do you remember any of that stuff? Yeah, I remember it was like uh, the spot that I was at. It's a pretty normal house, not yeah. not built on. It wasn't wood because yeah. like of like the bugs and stuff. Oh like, right, right. You know, eat the wood or whatever. Termites. Yeah, termites. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was like a pretty normal house first in a sense, but it just wasn't wood, and there was a gate around it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have friends and stuff there? Like, was there was it in a neighborhood or like you know? Here's the thing. I, I can relate to you on this too because I'm from Alaska, so people go, "Oh, were you raised in an igloo?" And I'm like, <laughs> "No." And so you know, when I hear, "Oh, you were raised in Africa," I'm like, "Yo, were you like in the Saharan fucking plains? Like, what was it like? Were there lions running around?" And I'm sure there was not. But like, what kind of things do you get asked that you can like? No, the stereotypes are not true. Uh. <laughs> I got asked some really weird questions when I first moved to when I first moved out. Yeah, Just like it was like I was in like second grade because I skipped first grade. Yeah, I was in second grade. Um, just moved out from fucking, uh, from... You can cuss as much as you want, dude. It's fine. Oh, Unless okay. your parents are going to get mad when they listen. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Right, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I just moved out from there and I was like a bunch of little kids. A bunch of kids yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah. Did you come here on an elephant, man? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and stupid shit like that. We used to have this kid that uh, came over from Africa in my high school. Man, he was he was kind of a bully, uh, to be honest, because he was very he was very uh, athletic and stuff. But he had a big scar on his stomach that, or on his arm or his stomach, I can't remember. That was actually from like uh, his arm going through a glass window, <laughs> right? But he was telling everybody like. Oh, I had a fucking, I, I speared a lion and I thought the lion was dead. <laughs> but like when I went over to check if it was dead, it scratched me one last time and I had to stab it. Like he had this crazy fucking story that everybody believed for the longest until <laughs> like one day one of his brother, like his brother or something or somebody was like, man, he ran through a fucking plate glass door. He's lying to you. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. So, so funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So you guys moved to Atlanta. Yeah. What did your folks do? Uh, my dad is like self-employed and works for himself. Well, he wasn't um, back when um, back then he was in IT. So okay. he was doing a, he was doing a bunch of IT stuff. Yeah. Um, now he's like self-employed. So he learned that in San Francisco, obviously. In yeah, S- he was, Silicon Valley. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was working with computers out in out in San Fran. Fun fact: Your dad brought the internet to Nigeria. Is that, is that true? That's no, a, that's actually true. <laughs> he revolutionized so, all of Africa. So, so did he get back to? Did he, he did he get like a job offer to go back to the states or something? Is that why he went, or he was just like, let's just go to Atlanta? No, well, he was he was always. Oh, why he moved from San Fran to? Well, no, from San Fran to Nigeria. I'm assuming that's probably because of your mom. Because my mom. So why did he want to go from Nigeria back to the states just well, to get out of there? Well, he was he was always like going to move back, and it was pretty back and forth with it already. Like um, okay, where? he was like. 
he would be in like um he wasn't there full time still like i was like a child so mm-hmm. i wasn't traveling a lot but mm-hmm. he was still like back in san francisco for work you know and and all that and then he um ended up you know deciding that he wanted because the whole thing was we were going to move out to like back to san francisco right. but then he decided that he didn't want to raise like, a family in san a family Fran. in san francisco so like he, he probably saw it was like already getting too expensive or something no nah, he just didn't he wanted more, something more like um suburban like yeah. you know he wanted like a cul-de-sac yeah you know? yeah yeah just like he wanted the white picket fence <laughs> right I, I guess so yeah yeah so why atlanta did you guys have family there yeah um one of my my dad's sister had moved out there mm-hmm. and she was just like come check it out like this is a pretty nice place like mm-hmm. and he went out and he just liked how spaced out it was you know yeah, yeah. kind of chill and the vibes of it so then he was like yeah we're moving out there yeah yeah and so is that when like the the bulk of your probably like memories kind of kick in like, yeah at that age you're kind of cognizant like exactly. you get there when you're six seven something like that yeah i was six yeah and so what's it like moving from fucking nigeria to atlanta yeah that was heavy yeah first like uh two years i was very like by myself Right, yeah, like didn't really did you, have any friends. Did you have an accent and stuff? Yeah, like people I, couldn't, people knew, like, oh, that's the African kid, <laughs> right? Yeah, I spoke English really well. Yeah, yeah. But I just like, um, yeah, I, I did have an accent, right. so it was just right. like, yeah. And I was the new kid. Yeah. So all those things together, I was pretty, pretty um, a homebody, alone, not really hanging out with anyone. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. I, you know, I moved. Uh, I was born in Texas because of the Air Force, and then we moved to Alaska because of the Air Force. And so when I moved to Alaska, I was, like, about five. Mm. And I had a thick, thick, like, southern accent, like, you know, like, (laughs) cowboy accent or something. Yeah. And my parents didn't have an accent, but I grew up around a bunch of other little, like, Texan kids and was, like, in Texas daycare, so I had a really (laughs) thick southern accent. So when I would go up to Alaska and talk to people who'd have very neutral accents, they would look at me like, what the fuck? I don't know. I sounded like a country western character or something. No, for sure. Yeah, it was easy to pick out. So you spent a lot of time by yourself? Yeah, I was just, like, super, you know, just kicking it at home, like... But you're probably, are you a bit of a, you're a smart kid. You skipped the first grade. So you're probably by yourself too. Cause like little kids are pretty stupid and you were probably like into smart stuff. Yeah. That was, that was one of the things too. Like I was always the like youngest kid. Yeah. You know, I was like the young one and, and the new kid. Oh, just so you're, like, they're, you're like a little smaller than everyone else. Yeah. So yeah. it was like a lot of things together made it, um, in those super early years, like, a little awkward. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so what were the kind of things that you would get into while you hung out by yourself? Um, were you more of a book dude or like a video game dude or movies, cartoons? Yeah, I was into I was into cartoons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought those were heavy. I had a bunch of like, um, not really action figures, like not like full blown out action you figures. You were dolls, bro? Not dolls. <laughs> no, <not> do- <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> not dolls, but like, yeah. I had like, I had this really, this one thing that was like super fire. It came from a, a Lego box set. I didn't really mess around with the Legos yeah, too Legos much. Yeah, Legos were tight though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucks with them. Go I, ahead. I didn't mess with the Legos yeah. too much. They're like, I just had like this one like miniature character that was yeah. part of the Lego set that I messed with and kind of just left everything else. And what did that and, become like your imaginary friend or what? Th- that was like, 
me and him were hanging throughout. That, that was your dude. Yeah, that was my dude for a minute. No, my, you know, my best friend has a three year old right now who has two older brothers. But since they're both in school right now and he's three and he's at home most of the time and the parents will be doing various things around the house, whatever, he'll go entertain himself. This fool has like a couple action figures that will have full on. Like, he's throwing, like, epic plays and shit with them. <laughs> like, while no one's watching it, we'll just, like, sit back like, damn, this fool's imagination is really out there. Like, holy shit. Exactly. So, yeah, little kid. That makes sense. You yeah. had an action figure that you like to hang out with. Yeah. And then there were a couple that get, that I, like, just messed with, you know. And then I got into, like, you know, computers started becoming a thing. So I started getting getting into, like, yeah. games on, on the computer and whatever. That's, inter- that's an interesting thing that we can kind of dive into because – uh, first things first saying that you're 19 like i'm literally almost twice your age which is crazy to me so like while you were a child i was like already trying to like finger bang girls and stuff you know what i mean <laughs> so like we're not going to relate to too much uh, on a pop culture level but i do find it interesting i think maybe i think you might be the youngest person i've had on the show mm. maybe so you're from a generation that like grew up with a computer in your hand pretty much yeah so and that's the thing is that computers didn't become a big part of my life until I was like, I mean, they were always there. Like the internet wasn't cracking. The internet wasn't a thing until I was like, you know, 15, 16. But like by the time I was in college, it was like a real, real thing. Mm. So yeah. What's it like growing up as a fucking child just with the world at your fingertips, literally with, with, with the internet? Like what did you start looking at on computers? Um... Well, especially early on, like, the internet wasn't as popping yeah. as it is now. Like, yeah. The only thing I really messed with were, like, the little Flash games that they had, and, you know, yeah. I, I would do mess around with that type of stuff. And then when it, like, you know, later on, you know, you get the, like, social media stuff, and, yeah. like, the MySpace and Facebook Yeah, like, and how old that. were you when you got a MySpace? Uh, how old was I when I got a MySpace? Like, like 13. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I think I was like maybe twenty. <laughs> yeah. So you had a might have been a little younger, but yeah, yeah around then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, by that point, had the like social awkwardness gone away? Like the kids in your class had accepted you as one of them, or what? Yeah, and then because um, well, the f- the very first spot we ended up living in in Atlanta, yeah. like I just like didn't really click with it. Yeah. But then when we moved to what neighborhood was it? Or what um, part of the, what part of the city? It was in it was Metro Atlanta. It was yeah. um, it was in Lawrenceville. Okay. Yeah, and it was like a mainly Hispanic neighborhood. Um, but I mean, but it was still a nice. It was a it was a nice neighborhood. Yeah. But it wasn't like I like how you're like it was like you're, you're like but it was nice. Like usually Hispanics are. No, 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 I don't. I don't mean like that. I don't mean like that. I'm kidding. He came with a Hispanic gentleman. Don't worry about it. <laughs> just the just the area was like it was it was just like you know. Yeah. Yeah. But it was like, were you guys one of like the few black families on the yeah, block? Yeah, exactly. There yeah. were a lot of things about you know that spot that just made it tough to click. Yeah, you know, for yeah. me. But but we ended up moving out to um, this other spot, and yeah, that's when like I made all the friends that like a lot of them that I'm was still it, friends was with. Was that right like now. a predominantly black neighborhood? No, no, no. no. Mixed? That was like mixed, yeah. very mixed, culturally mixed neighborhood. Yeah, and just like a good vibe all around. Yeah. That's where definitely where I met like you know some of my best friends that I'm still friends with right now, and you know that's when like nineteen's a good time with friends because like you still have all your you still have all your kid friends that you haven't lost contact with, but you're also started to like be an adult and make your new adult friends like your college friends yeah. or whatever. I don't know if you're in college or not. Are you going to school? 
Nah, nah. I was, I was. Where were you going? I was up in NYU for a minute. Really? Yeah. Oh, see, you are a bright kid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you start to make your adult friends, but you still have your fucking college friends because I mean, you still have your kid friends because before they start like getting married off and having kids and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Eventually, you'll lose contact with all those people. So enjoy <laughs> your nineteen right now. Enjoy it. Now, I already feel it. Like after, um, like first moving to New York and then moving out here, like it's definitely moved from. I want to say 12 in the friend group to like yeah. three people who oh, I yeah. actually yeah. mess with or are in contact well, with. Well, you know, and that's the thing <laughs> is that when you're growing up and you have your friend group and like, yeah, sometimes it's a big friend group. Realistically, you got 12 friends that you're around a lot. You can't stand eight of the motherfuckers anyway. <laughs> it's just that like, yo, I have to be around this dude because he and she like him, but I don't really like him that much, but I like these two people. That's so real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so then it's like, it really kind of boils down all the fat once you like move away and you, it's like, oh wait, I don't have to talk to that fool anymore because like, <laughs> I don't have to see him anymore. <laughs> like, let him check my Facebook status. I don't care. Like, but you know, yeah. So you start to see who your real friends are once you move away and stuff. Definitely. And now I've been gone from home for like, you know, a good 15 years now. And, and there's only like one, there's probably one dude from high school I still keep in contact with, to be honest. Like, yeah. That's just what happens. But anyway, so you're growing up in Atlanta. What's the school like you go to when you move to the newer neighborhood? Um, it's a nice school. That was a big reason why I moved out there. Um, my dad was just like, all right, for this next move, we're really thinking about like. He's probably big on education too. Yeah. Smart fellow. Yeah. He's very big on education. Yeah. And the main reason why we moved into the neighborhood we moved into is because of like the the school system out there. Yeah. And he was just trying to get me into, um, a good school that would, and he was looking, he was looking at the high school and he was like, um, I was in elementary school at the point, but he was like, all right, this um, district has the best high school, has a good high school compared to like what, what you're in. He's like, if we stay here, you're not going to be in a good high school. Right. If we move out there, you're going to be in a pretty nice high school and be able to set yourself up and whatever you want to do and were you like all in magnet programs growing up and stuff like that gifted and talented or whatever they whatever they call it no i was i was pretty like i was in honors things yeah but outside of that like i was an athlete i was playing soccer um so i was good at good at you know at at everything but not really um i never got to a point where my main thing or like my only thing was 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 academics yeah when did you pick up soccer? I started playing soccer when I was seven. Is your dad a footballer too? Um, he played. He played a little bit of soccer. I mean, he played. I mean, he loves like every sport. Right. Yeah. 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 So he he threw me in basketball for like one season, and then we all realized like that that was not happening. Yeah, he, he's Just, like, oh, he's better with his feet than his hands. <laughs> and it wasn't even. I wasn't even bad. Like I was great at defense. Yeah. And. I had like hella assists, but I just wouldn't shoot. Like, oh, uh, you know, the defense doesn't make the the highlight reels, bro. <laughs> so, if you if you're not dunking or crossing somebody over, you're never going to be on That's ESPN. Surreal. No. I just wasn't shooting. If I had, if I had taken some shots, maybe I don't know. Why were you scared to shoot? I don't know. I just felt better again getting the assist. The assist but, felt great to me. It was but, a, it was a less risky move. Well, that's that's solid. You're a team player. <laughs> now, on one hand, I could say, oh, he's a team player. He wants to see the team excel. On the other hand, I say, oh, maybe he's scared to take a leadership role. Hey. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you pick up soccer. Do you uh, instantly excel at soccer? Yeah, and then I pick up soccer, and it was just like the thing. What did you play? Midfield. Uh, I played attacking mid, and yeah. I played striker as well. Okay. Yeah. Right or left side. Um, I played center when, okay, I, when center. I was striker, yeah. and when I played mid, um, 
I would usually come in from the left yeah, and yeah. cut into my right foot. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Fun times. Were you uh, excelling at that on like a statewide level? Did you play comp teams? Like, what did you do? Yeah, I was playing um, in the highest league for the region and, you know, just kind of, well, eventually, like at first I was like playing at the lowest thing yeah, and worked my way up there and, yeah. you know, yeah. That's cool. Did you uh, do a lot of traveling with that? Like, yeah, definitely a good bit of traveling. Yeah, out in did a lot of stuff out in Florida, um, like Alabama, South Carolina, North Carolina area. Yeah, was that your thing? Oh, because so, and the reason I ask you this, and the reason that I sound somewhat informed, my brother was a super competitive soccer player, so he played on like comp travel teams that were like you know he started when I think he was like U twelve. Mm. He would go U twelve all the way through high school, so he'd play his like high school seasons, and then he would also play his comp league seasons, and they would travel from state to state or whatever. Were you doing that kind of shit where you're playing in private clubs? Yeah. 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 And I was like, usually in the weekends, just going out. Yeah. You know, out of state. For sure. Yeah. And so was that, did you think that was kind of your ticket? Like, uh, this is going to give me a scholarship? Uh, there was, there was a minute, there was a minute where I, I was like super serious and, and I was like, this is the thing, you know? Yeah. But, um, definitely towards like the later, um, the later parts of it, I, wasn't as you know committed as i was earlier on and why what were you committed on then were you already like committed to music yeah i was like i was i was making music i was you know it was all it was music school and soccer and it was it was balancing all three things and it wasn't like i lost interest in soccer it was just like no way to be fully dedicated to all three things at the same time yeah and then i ended up going um, to college and not playing soccer so then it it all completely died and it was yeah it was music yeah totally yeah well, yeah once you like get to college the it's like you're either still living that athletic dream or you just completely forget <laughs> about the fucking athletic dream exactly. whatsoever it's so weird that's such a weird transitional period because i was that way with baseball in high school i was very much like playing three seasons like my junior and senior year is like playing three seasons within or on three different teams like during the four month summer that we had and like going to camps and this and that the other and like super dedicated to it and then i went to college and i was like ah i'm i'm like i'm going to a college that didn't even have a baseball team and so i'm like (laughs) yeah i mean baseball is just like that's it it's done like there's no more and it's like this thing that you spent all this time uh in your youth on and then just like you i just didn't give a shit about it anymore like i don't care about major league baseball or anything honestly yeah. i don't know do you feel that way with soccer like do you give a fuck about it anymore um i definitely not like for me playing yeah. but I, yeah. i'll um uh yeah not really yeah totally <laughs> that's what happens it's like so every once in a while i'm like oh maybe i should like call someone and play catch and then i'm like yeah fuck it i'll just take a nap yeah i don't know <laughs> I still me- I still mess with FIFA a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. Are you good at it? Yeah, I'm pretty pretty never, happy with I've it. I've never played any of the FIFA soccer games. I don't know what was the attitude towards soccer in in Atlanta. Was that like a dorky sport? Is it or because like I would imagine it's more of like a football basketball city. Nah, it was heavy. Really? Yeah the the youth yeah. um soccer leagues are just Big. are heavy out there. The thing about soccer too, man. Good looking girls play soccer. That's true. You know, I would imagine that soccer comp teams are probably the equivalent of like one time at band camp. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like band nerds and soccer kids are probably like in that same like uh, cesspool of sexual experimentation. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Who knows? So, what did you excel in in school? What were your subjects? 
Um, I was pretty all around. Um, math and science were like my standouts. Did you yeah. take the arts as well? Did you do art? There wasn't there wasn't really much art really? In, in the school that I was in. Yeah, yeah. So how did you start picking up music? I've been listening to listening to a lot of things. My parents, my dad was like super into music. So what did you grow up listening to? If your dad was super into music, well, that was the thing. Like he was super into like I hadn't really. Um, we weren't like talking about music or anything, so there was just music playing. Yeah, so I was, just, I was just hearing things. Um, he was into like reggae stuff, like Bob Marley and all that. Yeah, and yeah, I mean that's that's just kind of stuff that was playing. I got I got I started hearing listening to like um, like soul stuff, um, like old soul music. Yeah, like old soul stuff, like Sam Cooke, Otis Redding, like yeah, just like everything. Everything was still just. Um, I hadn't nothing was like a conscious decision to listen to music. Yeah. You know, it was just yeah. things that were playing. And then I didn't I didn't really start listening or really paying attention to it until later on. And that's when I that's when I started getting into like, you know the things that you know, like red hot chili peppers and all that type of oh, stuff. Oh, you're into red hot chili peppers? Yeah. I mean When did like how what age did you pick that up at? That was like I was like eleven. Yeah. yeah, I was like eleven. What yeah. your, what songs were you to them? Uh, I was like it was like can't stop. It was like it was like later Red Hot Chili. It wasn't like early Red Hot Chili. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. right, like, right. It was like the massive things. It's like around the everyone ca- the Californication time. Yeah, probably. exactly. Ca- Californication. Right. That's interesting. What other what other kind of bands are you to? That's a surprise to me. I wouldn't have guessed Red Hot Chili Peppers. I was heavy heavy into like John Mayer when I was. When I was growing up, really, yeah, wow! Like, look thought, at you. I thought Continuum was just was just wonderful. That's hilarious. Oh, not not hilarious. What well, I guess what I what I mean by uh, that's funny to me is like while you were into all the white guy shit, I was into all the Atlanta rap music at that time. <laughs> <laughs> I was in California, like just banging hell of uh, you know, like Atlanta rappers and stuff. Like so, uh, John Mayer. Really, I I've never heard a self admitted John Mayer fan to be honest. <laughs> It took me it took me a minute before I started like messing with hip hop. Yeah. So you're into a bunch of rock music at first. Yeah. And were you, was your friend group into rock music too? Yeah. Yeah. They but they were into like I wasn't messing with the, the with the what what they were listening to. They were into like um screamo stuff and oh, like yeah. like hard metal and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. When I was into like more like pretty musical yeah rock exactly stuff. like the chili peppers at that point were pretty musical or they always were pretty musical and funky and john mayer i guess is like a lot more musical than people than maybe i give him credit for <laughs> i always think of him as the dude that used to bang jessica uh simpson or whatever but no. <laughs> oh man <laughs> um yeah so what do you pick up instruments at that point Nah, at that point I'm just at that point I'm super into singing. Yeah, yeah. So that was like the thing. Yeah, because you got a good voice. You kind of you kind of uh, swing effortlessly between singing and rapping on most of your music. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So were you in choir or anything like that? Hmm? Yeah, you, I was in, I was in choir growing up. Yeah, I was in choir for a minute. Yeah, like honestly, like six years. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you start choir as a kid. Were you getting a lot of leads and shit? Nah, I was just kind of I was kind of just. Hanging in the guys section, just yeah. doing my thing. I wasn't really um, pushing myself out into the front or anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
It seems like you like to blend into the crowd a little bit. Is it, that's that's like a theme that I keep picking up on. I was like, nah, I wasn't really trying to like be out there in front. I like to just pass the ball. I like to support the team. What, that what, was I. Th- I think that was to a, to a certain point. There was a point where well, yeah, where I became like, all right, I'm done with this. Confident. Well, like, well, that's what I was going to say. Listening to your music and seeing the content that you put out, I'm like, oh, this is a dude who, like, fucking goes for it. You know yeah, what I definitely. mean? Like, that's how it feels. Uh, and you're definitely, like, you definitely carry records on your own. Like, you don't need the assist. You know what I mean? A lot of people will reach out to somebody for an R&B hook or will do this, that, and the other. Like, yeah. I, I, I mean, honestly, most of the songs I've heard of yours, there's no features and, there's, yeah. and like, you're doing everything on it, kind of. Yeah? Definitely. Do you make the beats, too? No, nah, I've been working with um, different producers and everything that I've um, put out Word. to the state, yeah. So you're in high school. What kind of trouble? Did you ever get any any trouble? Like, were you, uh, I mean, you, you know, you guys go out and party. What, what did you guys do for fun in Atlanta? Um, Tell me stories. Well, I guess in it, I thought we were, like, pretty out there and, like, doing a lot of things. But it was, it was like, actually super conservative looking back at it now. Like, Why? People were, like... Super into skateboarding. Um, Did you skate? Yeah, I skated for a minute. Yeah. Um, I remember, like, a bunch of, like, acquaintances, like, friends of friends started, like, smoking and stuff. Like, more cigarettes than, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was just like... Oh, but when you're, like, 14, 15 smoking cigarettes, you feel like a badass. Exactly, yeah. So, like... with, with all that going on, I thought, whoa, that that's yeah. heavy. Now looking back, it's like, all right, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Well, like, what would kids? What do kids do for fun? Like, I, if people say, oh, what do kids do for fun when you were in high school in Alaska? I'd be like, oh, we went to gravel pit parties, which is just like a bonfire party out in the middle of the fucking woods. <laughs> what, what would you guys do on like weekends? Um, we usually just chilling at someone's house. Yeah. You know, like watching movies, playing like. FIFA or something, right, just right, kind of right. hanging, kicking it. Yeah. yeah, man, kids are boring these days. But the yeah, internet, that's the problem. <laughs> we had to go outside. We didn't have the internet. We didn't have Xbox One. We had fucking Super Nintendo. Oh man, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and and the verbs just weren't like. I mean, we would play basketball outside, you know. Yeah, and, and, and all that. Yeah, it wasn't really like wild though. Right. Yeah. So how did you get into NYU? That's a pretty tough school. Yeah. 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 That was. That was just like I was doing pretty. I did really well in high school. Yeah, and I always wanted to go to a pretty nice college. Yeah, and and that was like, I mean, that's a really great college. Yeah, that was one that early on I was just like, all right. I'll, did you get accepted into a lot of schools? I didn't get the opportunity to like see. What do you yeah, mean? Like I applied to NYU for early decision and then I got in. And oh, then, and that was it. You didn't have was, to try anything yeah, else. Yeah, it was like... Did, was New York a place that you had been drawn to as far as like, oh, that's somewhere I want to live? Uh, or was it just more the school that drew you there? I was either going to go to New York or California. I knew that. Yeah. And my dad was definitely into that as well because he grew up in a, in a city. Yeah. That's kind of the, the creative people just kind of get drawn to those two cities, it seems like, you know? Yeah, so you want to go to New York, so you get into NYU and you move up there. What happens? And at that point, I'm I'm working on music. You already started working on yeah. it? Yeah. And we're, it, where does Jack come from? That's my last name. Oh, so this is your real name, Dye Jack. That is it. You lucky son of a bitch. It's like you got a natural rap name. You know, Lee Shaner just doesn't quite jingle as a rap name. 
But yeah, okay, so Daye Jack is your real name. Here, I, I thought maybe Daye was your first name and Jack was like because you like Tekken or something, you know? <laughs> uh, so what kind of music are you making in high school? Like what are you making it on? In high school? Yeah, if you had already been making music before you get to NYU. Yeah, and I was just... See, I, was, I wasn't, like, really making anything to put out or, or um, any working on any projects, projects or anything. Yeah. yeah. It was mainly just um, just writing and, and building and, and all that. Yeah. Um, Did any of your friends know? I would play things for people. Yeah. Yeah, and I was kind of, um, whenever I wrote something that I really liked, I would, I would either spit it for someone Sing it or to a girl on an someone. acoustic guitar and say that your inspiration was John Mayer. <laughs> no, I, was like, what nah, I was, I was rapping. Was, yeah. yeah. I got uh, the transition happened where all I was into was like writing fire verses yeah. and then spitting it. Yeah. <laughs> like what, <laughs> who are your rap inspirations at that point then? Like what kind of fire verses? Um, I really liked Wu-Tang. Yeah. Um, I have a Wu-Tang tattoo. You have a Wu Tang tat? Yeah, but it doesn't have, it's not the logo though. I'll show you when we're done. Oh, okay, for sure. It's on my it's on my dick. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my arm, don't worry. That's um, wild. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you're into Wu Tang. So so was I. Who yeah. else? Andre three thousand. Yeah, of course. Be- best um, rapper of all time in my opinion. I was in the fifty cent. Yeah. Just like it was heavy. Yeah. Um So like what were the fire verses that you're writing about? Or were they just like braggadocio? Or were they like where was it an imaginary world where you were toting gats and selling drugs, or was it just kind of like, you know, uh, spiritual miracle lyrical cheerios? They were they were definitely just like playing with words. Yeah. I was like singing yeah. um, at that point, so it was like when I went when I started writing um, rap verses, it was just like playing with words, you know, and just kind of complimenting things that i was other right. things that i was doing mm-hmm. and yeah i mean there wasn't really one set like theme or thing yeah. that would go and it was more about the words and and this is what like five years ago maybe four years ago yeah this is like four or five years ago yeah yeah and that's when i'm like i super i got really into like writing yeah and in all senses of it like do you kind of stop paying attention to other shit because of it like did school work slack at all because of it School worked in Slack, yeah. Um, because like it was still at the point where I wasn't. Um, it was just something I liked to do. It wasn't something like it didn't become like an, a full out obsession, or yeah. Addiction. It wasn't at the at the forefront of things. Yeah. It was still it was still something that like I knew, like I liked doing, but um, it hadn't gotten to the point where I'd impressed myself enough to think that it was you know the thing. Yeah, I mean, and it eventually got there, but like it took time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's funny. I was such an egotist. The first rap I wrote, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a fucking professional rapper. That's it. <laughs> this is it. You better call my parents and tell them I found my career. No, was- <laughs> so when you get to NYU, what's the move like? Um, was so, it a big change? Yeah, the move The move is pretty heavy. Um, I mean, that's like living in a city after you've like not been near any of that at is all. Is it in the city? Is it in Manhattan? Yeah, it's in Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was, it was pretty Do you stay in move. dorms or do you get your own apartment? Like, how does that work there? It was a dorm, but the dorm is like, there's not really a campus, so the dorm is just like a building in New York. Okay. Yeah. Is it a walk-up or is there an elevator? There's an elevator. Nice. Yeah. Who Who's your roommate? Or did you have one? Um, First year, I had four roommates. Yeah. And it was just like... And was the apartment was like as big as this room? Like, was it tiny or what? 
Yeah, I mean, my bedroom is like about as big as this room. Yeah. That's actually not bad. I feel like my freshman year of college, my dorm room was as big as this room, and two people had to squeeze into it. Yeah, that's that's what oh, okay. it was. Okay, yeah, so you guys had like bunks? Two people. You had bunks? Um, no, it was like two separate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then and like a table, yeah. and two tables, whatever, and dressers. We, we set ours up as bunk beds, and I took the, pop bunk, the top bunk, and I remember one night I uh, got really, really fucking uh, horribly drunk, and I accidentally threw up in my friend's shoe from the top bunk. Like, I threw oh, up over the side of the bed and managed to get it all over his shoes, and I thought my roommate was going to fucking kill me. <laughs> it was not good. Uh, so, well. yeah, how was your roommate experience? I, I learned over the years that I'm terrible with roommates. Um, It was pretty chill. Like, uh, there, was, there wasn't, there was like, any... Nothing happened that made me think, like, well, no, I really need to get out of here. No like, beef? Yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't nothing like that. Yeah. But I think, naturally, eventually, whenever I spend of extended amount of time with someone and i can't like uh there's no way to get out yeah there's no option to like leave yeah really. exactly yeah. and naturally like there are times where you're like uh yeah all right, i'm still here were they all from different <laughs> parts of the country too and you guys had to like kind of learn the city the same way or were there some kids that were locals yeah definitely it was all like pretty much everyone was from around um different parts um they're like for my first um, living situation out there, um, three of the kids were like from like Shanghai. Oh, really? Yeah, that's crazy. So that was wild. Yeah, how was that? Yeah, I mean it was interesting. I'd I'd never. Did they it's speak weird. Well? It's weird because like, well, two of them were from Shanghai, yeah. like from you know, and they were like n- very American, you know. Yeah, yeah. It just seemed so Westernized. Like it's just like very natural. Yeah. And it clicked, and it was it was a weird thing because I would they could have easily said like I'm from like you know New York or yeah, yeah. yeah and I would have believed them or oh no or shit something. that's interesting. And then the other kid was like um, from somewhere far farther away from the city, uh-huh. so he and he was my direct roommate. Yeah, and so like we didn't really there was like a barrier, language barrier, and, yeah, yeah, and like just like just natural you know barrier. Yeah, so does communicating. It, or yeah, right. So that must have been kind of difficult. Yeah, yeah, that's a pain. How was school out there? How did you like it? It was cool. What yeah, did you What did sure. you think you were going to study? I was I was all about computer science. Okay. Yeah. So I was like I was super into I was super into like um, I was starting to get into computer science in high school. Mm-hmm. So like by the time I was, it was time for me to go out. I knew that's like that's what I wanted to study in college. So I got there already. Like so, like programming and stuff. Yeah, or? programming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And because I was making music too, so it was like for me, it was the coolest thing that a school could offer. Like outside of like going to school for arts or whatever, right. I think that was the coolest thing. Like technically, because you you make things. Like it's, it's so like a it's very, such a creative it's, it's a thing. Very creative, yeah, science, exactly. And you, you, know? you get to make things. Yeah. So that was like. For me, that was like the coolest thing yeah. someone could do in school. So I was fully on board when I got to New York. I was like, "That's what I want to do." And but your first year of college, do you are, do you get to dive right into what you want to major in, or are you kind of like just having to take remedial, like not remedial, but like taking English and math and shit like that? That's like required. Yeah, I, I got to dive right in just because like I'd been I taken a good bit of college courses like in AP high school classes and stuff. Yeah, yeah 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 so i was like once i got there it was like programming and just like getting into it how'd you like it it was cool definitely yeah, yeah. i mean something i was super interested in and really good at so what happens like why do you drop out well 
or not drop out. I don't know if you dropped out or you maybe you're on hiatus. I have no idea. Yeah, I left. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was the second year came around, you know, and at that point I had put out um the my first um thing which was Hello World uh-huh. or the mixtape. It's a great song too. Thank you. The actual single Hello World is really good. You guys should go listen to it if you have not. Yeah, <laughs> proceed. You. Yeah, um so you so put I, that, I put out, that as a, out as an 18-year-old. Yeah. Okay. And and at that point things were just like I, well, I put that out, you know, and then it started spreading around and different where, things Where does were it happening. start spreading around? Like what 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 was the trajectory of that song? Well, uh, well, after I put out the whole tape. Yeah. Or the tape, I'm sorry. All good. Um after I put out the tape, um I linked up with my managers and then you know, we started talking. How did they hear about you? Just scouring SoundCloud or something? Yeah, they just like heard it off the internet. Yeah, and then well, I mean, we're like, did did a website that you were excited about pick it up, or like blogs? Like, what was there a site that you were like, oh my god, I can't believe my music is on here? I mean, super early, there wasn't really there wasn't really too much like too much attention yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, it was like very very early. I mean, there were a couple of things that like it gone to, but it still wasn't really like that thing. Right, and. So like my managers like had heard it from somewhere, yeah. You know? And then they hit me, and I mean at that point we we're just like it was just on on some like hey we dig this song yeah. or yeah I dig this song, and then I was just like yeah cool like and we we're just talking for a, for a minute, and then we you know you we built a relationship and built a working relationship together. Uh-huh. And then other things started coming, and more people started hearing the music. You know, like more like some blogs got on it, mm-hmm. and I put out I put out another song. Uh, I put out "Save My Soul," uh-huh. and yeah, I mean it was just like a constant thing where like more people were getting on. Um, I was building a team around myself uh-huh. and putting out little little couple songs here and there and now you're shooting the ball and not just passing it (laughs) no and and it's come full circle yeah there you go now so i'm on the court uh, yeah there you go you're (laughs) on the court um when do you play your first show when did you play your first show uh i played my first show in new york um when was that it was fall um like last fall yeah Fuck you. That's so funny, dude. Yeah. It's crazy, like, how green you are, but how mature you sound on records. Like, that's crazy to me that you just played, like, your first show last fall. Yeah. I mean, if you guys uh, haven't watched the video that he's... We're going to do a video, yeah? If you guys haven't watched it yet, I just feel like uh, if you like that song and you'll like his recorded music, you just sound very mature on record. Like, you sound like a... I mean, I, I don't know. I don't want to say fully realized because, like, you know, who knows where the hell it's going to go. But, I mean, you sound like you understand who you are. And that takes a long time to, like, understand your voice as, as a rapper. You know what I mean? So you got a good jump start on that. So I just find that so hard to believe that, like, your first show was, like, probably six months ago. Yeah. It's insane. Uh, how did it go? It was great. Um, was it on campus? No, nah, it was um, it was a Pigeons and Planes show. Oh, yeah, the No Ceilings. Yeah. With Pell? Did you play that one? Yeah. With that, Pell. that was the one we had Pell on the show right before you played that show with him. Mm. And I think that's probably the first time I saw your name was because of that flyer. You were at like the last name on the flyer, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember seeing your name on that flyer because uh, 
Well, I mean, I don't know why I remember seeing your name on there, but I, I remember the flyer specifically because we had Pell on the show and then he was flying to New York like two days later or something uh, to do that show. And uh, yeah, that's great. So uh, did you, are you friends with him now? Yeah, me and Pell are very he's, chill. He's a good dude, man. Yeah, I like sure. that kid. I like his manager. Good people. Yeah. So how did that go? Where, where, where are those no ceiling shows? Uh, I think they do them at different different spots. This one was at um, Baby's All Right. Yeah. And yeah. How, how did your performance go over? Were there any technical difficulties? No, it was very, very smooth. Very, It's actually a really good show, yeah. Yeah. I had a great time up Who's there. Your set, what's your setup like? Do you go by yourself? you have a DJ? Yeah, I have um, a DJ with keys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Does he like sing background or anything like that? Nah, just... Just by yourself, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, for sure. That's dope, man. Yeah. And then now, how have the shows been? How have they developed? Like, are you finding it easy to uh, become a stage performer? Um, It was one of those things where, like, the first time I got up there, I just loved it. And it was, it was a great experience. So it's just been... It's just been that, you know, just going back up there and, and loving it yeah. each time. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of developed in this in into something that's I mean, it's it's got place places to go. There's definitely I wanna eventually build it out into um a live band and in a in a more electronic sense. But um yeah, right now it's just it's just that me and the DJ with keys and just feeling it out there and I'm loving it. Yeah. You just did some shows with, uh, who was it? The underachievers or something? Yeah. How did those go? Those are, those are great shows. Yeah. Just down here or did you go on a full tour with them? It was, uh, three dates all in California. It was, um, LA, LA Santa Ana, and then San Diego. Yeah. How did LA like you? How did you do? LA was a good show. It was a great show. Is it the region? Yeah. The region. How's the sound there? Is it good? Sound was good. Yeah. That's yeah. chill. Was it packed? Yeah, it was it was a sold out show. That's a big that's a big spot. It's like what a thousand cap or something, right? I think it's eight something. But downtown, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a big venue though. Yeah, yeah. That's a good fucking first LA show. Congrats. No, definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, San Diego is a tough market. How was that show? <laughs> yeah, San Diego was interesting. It was like it was a calmer show. I would say. Yeah, it yeah. was more chill. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, people don't really turn up in San Diego for rap. <laughs> I don't think they're they're more of like. Um, San Diego loves uh, white people that play reggae music. <laughs> you feel me? Like, hey, you go to a fucking iration show in San Diego, that shit is about to be turned. But I don't know about uh, I don't know about very rap shows. niche. Yeah, rap shows down there are tough. Oh, um, so what's next? What are you working on now? Uh, right now, I'm finishing up uh, this EP that I have coming called Soul Glitch, mm-hmm. and it's going to be coming out in the next month or so. Mm-hmm. So that's what. That's just like what I've been. You know, what have you put out so far? Um, you had the Hello World, like what is it? It's an EP, right? Yeah, it was a tape. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, when you say tape, is it over other people's beats? Is that what you're saying? That like, uh, like, or like borrowed beats? I guess. Yeah, it was just like a bunch of different producers yeah, okay. and like very internet. Yeah. Like, link and, up, like, hey, send me shit. And you put out something a couple months ago, Poolside or something. Like that? Yeah, I put out by the ocean. Oh, by the ocean, and yeah. it had Poolside, yeah, Mona Lisa, okay. and Arkansas on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And how did that do? Yeah, that was like that one's more sing songy, huh? Yeah, definitely. It's and more. It's kind of a step away from ra- not a full step away from rap, but it's definitely more like sing song. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it, it was it was also one of those things where I didn't put out something in a minute, and I wanted. What is a minute nowadays to you? Like, how long is a long time to not put something out? Uh. I don't know. I don't, I don't. I think it depends. Like, well, I'm curious. Like, what your opinion is? Because I'll tell you what I think a long time is. Like, 
two years is a long time to not put something out. And my thing is like I wouldn't even say two years is a long time, depending on what what you what came out that warranted two year a two year hiatus. Right, right. I I'd only put out Hello World, and I wanted to just like put something else out that was quick and short and not really a thing, but just some, yeah, because it's only three songs. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. It's just like it was just like a taste of something, you know, just and also just the way it was written and just all the feelings that went into the three songs. It was just something that needed to be immediate, like right after it was finished to just put out. Yeah. But, um, it was, it was also one of those things where I was still focused on working on soul glitch. Was it kind of about moving to LA or what? No, it was, it was about, well, the reason I wrote it was because it was getting cold colder outside like it was just like yeah. we we're entering a point where things were getting nastier <laughs> mm-hmm. and it was it's kind of like dreaming about better mm-hmm. when you're inside of something that's not mm-hmm. so good mm-hmm. and at the same time i was moving from new york to la so it was like while all that you know so moving the- from like the gritty dirtiness into like the pretty spread out yeah move to moving literally by the ocean so that's what we think about yeah so that's that's the thing uh you're in nyu you're probably doing pretty well in school i would imagine thriving in the city because you're making music you're getting to start to play shows and stuff yeah that's a big fucking decision to say i'm gonna put this on hold for a while to concentrate on the music what was the catalyst for that like uh was there was there an event that kind of helped that decision or was it just kind of like you and your managers talking like we should probably try to strike while the iron's hot yeah i mean it got to the point where i was flying in and out of la for, so, for what? Just for sessions and stuff? For like to meet people, to meet different people, to work on different things. And it got to a point where it was like to the detriment of what I was doing. Both things were hurting each other. Like I was flying in and out of New York. Uh-huh. So like like one time I had I had to fly out on Saturday Saturday morning, got to um, LA, had a meeting, mm-hmm. I worked on some shit. Um left sunday night on a red eye got back monday morning and i went to class go straight to school and it's just like i can't do this yeah like not only is this messing up this you know the music and and me being able to pour everything out into it but it's also messing up the school like you can't you can't fully you can't half-ass either thing you gotta go all in right so how do you break it to your folks um it was a tough one. I believe it. Was it was definitely a tough one. Yeah. Oh, I believe it. And I mean it took a minute. I I went I went out, you know, I was out in Atlanta for a week. Yeah. And you know, I just kinda used that week to like tell them where my head was at yeah. and what the next steps were. <laughs> How did they react? Um You're like, Well, my dad beat the shit out of me, but afterwards <laughs> it was all right. Huh. No, nah, they were they were definitely they were like very supportive. But also, you know, they had to be a little uh, skeptical. Exactly. Yeah, they were like, "Yeah, you have to do. You're you're an adult. You you do what you want to do." Right. But um, well, nineteen is barely an adult. I don't. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing: when I was nineteen, I thought I was an adult, <laughs> and now I go, "Man, I was a fucking idiot." <laughs> When I was 25, I thought I was an adult. Now I look back when I was 25 and go, man, you were a fucking idiot. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know if that ever changes. Uh, So 
how do you like what do you do with the school then like are you able to go back to it if it, i mean i hope that this shit i hope that you're the next kanye for god's sake like <laughs> who knows if you'll ever need to go back to nyu but like how does that work with like this the paperwork of it are you still uh available to like or eligible to just go to class if you wanted to um yeah i mean i can go back at least at the current moment, yeah. I can go back like when I want to. Yeah, just so long yeah. as you start paying the tuition again or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, that's chill then. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good thing. Uh, so you move out to L.A. How long ago? Three months ago? Three months ago, yeah. To West Hollywood. To West Hollywood. You know, but you know what kind of neighborhood West Hollywood is? What? You don't know? Nah. Oh, that's like the notorious... That's the gay neighborhood. Oh, really? That's the gay neighborhood of Los Angeles is okay. West Hollywood. I yeah. thought you were going to say Cougars. No, it's not Cougars. Okay. No, no. That's probably more like the Valley. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But no, all the bar, Like, a lot of bars in West Hollywood are gay bars and stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are you close to out there? Um, I'm pretty close to the whiskey. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so you're like on... The, you're on the Sunset Strip, more or less. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's cool. Uh, so you're like right by all the show venues and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, that's good. Have you played out? Uh, where have you played at? Like the Roxy or anything like that yet? Or just that no, just that one region show? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's cool, man. Yeah, for sure. How do you like it? I like it definitely. I mean, can't really knock it. The weather's great. Nah, yeah. this place is tight, man. It's busy enough where you can get things done. Yeah. Like New York, New York is like busy all the time, and it's yeah. just like always busting. But, like, I feel like here is busy enough where you can get things done, but also, like, slow enough, especially in some of the some of the other areas, like, near the beach or over it in the valley. It feels chill here, right? Yeah, slow enough where you can kind of chill out for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people here like to work, but people also like to, like, really, really chill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, New York is very, like... It's always on. It's not for me. Like, I've I've been there a couple times as an adult, and it's just, like, such a different vibe. And this is definitely the coast where I'm supposed to be at. I I don't know if I would be able to survive in New York. Like, (laughs) I mess with with New York, but it it is always on. Like, you're you're always... And, I mean, that's kind of a good thing to a certain degree. Like, everyone's working. It's kind of gritty. It's dirty. So you're always in that, all right. Yeah. Um, You're that, like grittiness works its way into the music and that sort of ethic and that work ethic works its way into like what you're doing yeah absolutely. and you always want to be doing something yeah but i think it gets to a point where you cross that threshold where it's like calming down for a second would benefit you more than continuing then that like sort of hyperactive uh, mode or mindset yes yeah absolutely how has that been affecting your music you think not in the way that I thought it would. Really? Yeah, I thought like I thought coming out here I would be um I guess into I want to say I, I thought I'd be into like acoustic things and you know more calm, you know, water, you know. Cuz like by the ocean I wrote in New York and you can you can yeah. still hear like the jazziness yeah, and absolutely. the like the dirtiness. It's still it's reaching for, you know, something that's calmer uh-huh. and and pretty but it's still it's still messy and dirty yeah so i thought moving out here you know just because like just catching different vibes and feeling different things i thought it would be i would enter a point where i was calmer or yeah. musically more you know lax with some with some things but i mean especially in the recent things that i've been doing it's it's pushed i'm even i'm pushing it even more i think you get to a point where like everything around you is calmer yeah but 
inside you're still like trying to rip things apart and i think what's what's happened musically um for me is that i'm finding this this beautiful core for things and then sonically trying to shred it and destroy it and still and make it in a sense better and prettier but more jarring and more aggressive uh-huh. yeah and that's like kind of the mindset i've been in when you say this core, like what what do you mean by the core of it? Like the beautiful core, as in the idea, or as in the as in like the beat that you're writing to, or like what what do you mean the beautiful core and shred it? Um, like, and why I ask is because I'm like I, I guess as a rapper that doesn't make beats, uh, which I am, you're kind of like, and I and I that I to my knowledge, you don't make the beats. Uh, you make you work with producers, right? So it's like you're kind of you kind of have to become this curator in a sense because like you you know what you like when you hear the all the beats that get sent to you and stuff but then you have yeah. to like pick pick and choose the ones that also define your sound you know what i mean so when you say the beautiful core i'm thinking like oh are you like looking for very beautiful beats and then trying to like shred them up and fucking sound harsh on them or what do you mean yeah so what i've been especially recently what i've been doing um i think earlier on with the stuff i was doing it was kind of like getting things, you know, like linking with people and mm-hmm. getting things and, and writing, you know, mm-hmm. and that's how you get like a hello world. Yeah, right. But now what I've been doing is sitting with someone and just starting from you the know, bottom and then building it out from there and, and making sure that everything is yeah. the way I want it to be. OK, so it's like so you're you're kind of like also Quincy Jonesing the 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 music as well where it's definitely. like even though you might not be pushing buttons you still have a big say in like what how things sound. definitely yeah, yeah. yeah and i just need that to stay sane and it's just like a lot of the things um i will build a song you know and it'll be it'll be this thing you know and it's it's already at a point where it's beautiful like it just sounds great you yeah, know sonically yeah, yeah. and then and it's it, like going back and revisiting it and going back again and going back again and continuing to push where it goes until it lands at this point where um I guess it's not as pretty to the ear. Yeah. So like a lot of like maybe distortions and filter filtrations and stuff like that to kind yeah, of Yeah, turning turning things out like like for example, I was working on this on this song and we had this um we had this organ. Yeah. And the organ was just like kind of on the beat and just Yeah, yeah. And then what I what I um and we were I was working with this producer and we Mess, Wait, was we, it we, was we, it Dre? It was Dre. Yeah, it was Dre. Damn, I, I do miss Dre. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> nah, but um, so you told Dre. Yeah, no, go, ahead. <laughs> go ahead. So we we crunched up the organ. Yeah, and then to kind of give it like a distortion, like fucking dirty sound. Yeah, and then <clears throat> just started taking out some of them, mm-hmm. and then and then moving it just off. The and beat I still a wasn't. Bit. I still still wasn't there. And then we there is. It just took several steps until I. Me and me and the producer got to a point where like I was like, that's the groove of that organ. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. it's doing that yeah. and continuing to build it. So you're it getting to, to be more hands on now since you've been out here. Exactly. But to your surprise, things aren't be uh, things, things aren't, aren't as out. light and feathery. They're, you're getting some of that grittiness. Exactly. You know? That's yeah, dope. Man. Things things aren't yeah, for sure. That's good, man. I feel like you got a bright future. <laughs> uh you been in love yet? Um I can't say. I mean, I guess. I, I, I guess so. Because when I was nineteen, I hadn't been in love yet. 
And I used to, and I was writing when I was 19. And the funny thing is I, I, I have this thing that I, I have it written down somewhere where I like, uh, I used to always think that I wanted to get my heart broken because it would make my music so much greater. And then, I, and then when I finally got my heart broken, I didn't write a song for like a year afterwards. Like I couldn't write anything. That's wild. I think it's weird. Like every time you're in a relationship, or at least me, yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is it. Like, like I'm in love or whatever. And then you go to the next one and you're like, oh, that one wasn't love. This one, this one's. But yours must be such microcosms right now. Cause like, if that has happened to you multiple times, that means you've dated those girls like maybe three months, probably. You're oh, like, oh man. my God, so I love her. Man, wait till you're my age and you're single. It's crazy, dog. <laughs> it is insane. Um, yeah. Well, how's LA treating you with the women, though? You doing all right? Uh, I've just been, I've been working. I haven't really, I haven't really messed with the. It's got to be hard at 19, too. This is a, definitely a city where you got to be 21 and up, I feel like. You yeah, know what I mean? for there, sure. There ain't much. Yeah. There ain't much. Um, You're not serving anything up to the 19 crowd. Nah. I mean, it's hard <laughs> to get into most places at the 19 crowd. Yeah. But yeah, well, fuck. You'll be here for a while, man. You're going to do all right. What, uh, when is the project that you're working on now set to drop? Do you have any tentative dates um it's coming in the next month month and a half there you go next month month and a half you're gonna have a new die a jack project uh what was it called again soul glitch soul glitch tell the people where to find you online um twitter twitter.com slash die a jack spelled d-a-y-e J-A-C-K. No underscores or nothing? No underscores. Or if you start following this guy, you'll be one of his like first 2,000 followers, which means <laughs> like when he gets famous, you can look back and tell people, I was one of his first 2,000 followers. <laughs> you know, I was one of Tyler, the creator's first 2,000 followers. Mm. I really was. Respect. And then I unfollowed him because it was before the mute button. <laughs> and that motherfucker used to tweet a lot. So I was like, I can't be, I can't do it. Uh <laughs> That's why you wild for that. <laughs> That's funny, right? Yeah. Uh, and but, Instagram, it's Die Jack. It's Die Jack. I T S. I T S. D A Y E J A C K. SoundCloud.com slash Die Jack. No underscores. Slash Die underscore Jack. Die underscore Jack. You got to fix that. You got to get them all the same, dog. Yeah, real We got to start branding them. <laughs> it's got to be all the same. But yeah, go to this I make man's- it difficult. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You're, you're trying to be a secret. Truth be told, he has a, a name uh, with a unique enough spelling to where if you just Google Die Jack, you can find everything about him because that's how I did it. And you'll find his SoundCloud page. You'll find his YouTube videos, which are well done. You'll find his Twitter. So give this man a listen. I think you guys will really like his SoundCloud cloud stuff uh it's like it's right up the alley of of the kids that i know listen in so uh yeah check him out thank you man i appreciate awesome. you coming you. in yeah. yeah i'm excited to watch you perform right now it's gonna be tight Definitely. uh that being said as you guys know my name is lee some of you guys might know me as intuition and you can follow me on twitter at it's intuition follow my man ben shim behind the boards making the shit sound buttery at i am database base with two s's uh, you can follow us as a unit at kind of neat youtube.com slash that's kind of neat where you're going to see die jack perform and uh facebook.com slash kind of neat and i don't know catch me up on instagram at it's intuition you might find me on Tinder soon. Your boy's single again. Oh, so sad. Uh, what else? That's about it. With that being said, that was Dye Jack. This was Lee, and that was kind of neat. Mm-hmm.